0: Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from OTRGold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild Players. Lady Esther Screen Guild play tonight, alias the Deacon, the starring players, this is Charles Winninger.
2: This is Marco Driscoll. And
1: this
0: is Noah Beery Jr.
1: Tonight, Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild Players and Universal Pictures' delightful story of a pious old trickster, Alias the Deacon, adapted from the stage play by John B. Heimer and Leroy Clemens. It stars Martha O'Driscoll as Phyllis, Charles Winninger as Deacon Caswell, and Noah Beery, Jr. as Johnny. The Lady Esther Screen Guild Players in Alias The Deacon. and sisters meet deacon caswell a shy little man with an innocent smile and full of the spirit of brotherly love now you might meet him in the club car of an extra fair train but as it happens it's a box car on a slow moving freight i must say my
3: friends this situation is most edifying the mathematical possibilities of the game of poker force me you skip the big talk please just play Dear me, dear me. I'm afraid I shall have to raise you one nickel.
4: I'm thinking you're bluff. I'll raise you one cents.
3: Ah, yes. In the true sporting tradition of your noble Greek ancestors. I'll stay. How many cards? Two. Both aces. Two cards, my dear fellow. There you are. Hey, how many you take, huh? Oh, I believe I have sufficient here. You stand pat? I'm afraid so. You'll forgive me if I wager the large sum of one quarter?
4: Are you like that? All the time, four asses, full house, a big flush. I'm quit. I'm going throw these three asses away.
3: And according to the precepts of Brother Hoyle, I do believe these shekels are mine. Uh, just for fun, what do you have, Parsons? No, not parson, my dear sir. Just plain deacon. Okay, okay. What do you got, huh? I'm afraid it's just a pair of tens.
4: And I throw m i my asses. You know what? I think you cheat. I think you cheat. Now, now
3: we must never let our angry passions
4: rise. Every hand, all the time you win. I think I kick you off the freight next stop. I'm kick you off. You're gonna starve. Starve? May I ask why? Because next stop she's a Harrington, see, and in those towns they never hear from no brother Hoyle. <laughs>
5: It is such a wonderful game, isn't it, Mrs. Gregory? That depends entirely on who's playing it. I think we were so lucky, don't you? Just when we didn't have a fourth, because poor Mrs. Bacon couldn't play on account of little Reggie getting the measles. Deacon, I think we ought to thank heaven for sending you.
3: We mustn't take heaven's name in vain, Sister Clark. Uh, Let us rather thank a certain Greek brother who helped me decide what course I should take.
5: But to think that you should come to my hotel... And that I should be at the desk when you registered. And just by accident, we should start talking about bridge. Haven't we had enough talk? It's your play, Deacon.
3: Oh, yes, yes, of course, yes, of course. Naturally, I play so seldom. I can't pretend to play very well, you know. Now, let me see. I can't quite remember if the Queen of Hearts has been played. So if I lead a club to the Uh, dummy.
5: (coughs) Mrs. Clark, you're the dummy. I was only clearing my throat.
3: Oh, I remember now. The Queen of Hearts was played. That makes the jack good in my hand, doesn't it? And I can discard the small club from the dummy, can't I? And then, if I lead to the ace of clubs, that would make all the spades in the dummy good. Well, goodness me!
5: A grand slam double, bid and
2: made. We win! Uh, uh, Yes, yes, come in. Mrs. Clark, I'm sorry to bother you, but Mr. Cunningham was just here, and he left this envelope... uh, for uh, Yes, fellas,
5: I I know. Just uh, put it in the uh, cash register, dear. I'll take care of it later. (laughs)
2: Yes, Mrs. Clark. Uh, now,
5: uh, where were we? Oh, yes, yes, Deacon, I uh, believe it's your deal, isn't it?
0: Gee, Phyllis, you sounded so worried on the phone. I thought I'd better run right over here. What's up, honey? You haven't changed your mind about that ring, have you? I should say not.
2: Johnny, you don't know what this ring means to me. Just think, a real diamond.
0: <laughs> Well, if it isn't, I've just been done out of 60 bucks.
2: We've got to save every penny we can.
0: Well, that's what we're doing, aren't we? You working here at the hotel? Me working for old man Cunningham?
2: Maybe you shouldn't have come over here this afternoon. Not in the middle of the afternoon. Mr. Cunningham might not like it, Johnny.
0: And look, I said I work for him. He doesn't own me, Phyllis.
2: No, but he owns nearly everything else in this town. The bank, the movie house, the garage. Maybe he's going to own this hotel, too.
0: No kidding. I thought Mrs. She Far- signed
2: a new note for him today. He just bought the old one back. She owes over $2,000 now.
0: Oh, but how come? The hotel isn't losing money, is it?
2: It's not the hotel. It's Mrs. Clark. Johnny, you know how she is about Bridge, and that Mrs. Gregory's been taking her shirt. She and that daughter of hers. I've watched them play, and there's something funny about the way they bid.
0: Crooked game, huh?
2: Yes, but they're not satisfied with just cheating Mrs. Clark. Now they've got another one, too.
0: Oh, no kidding. Who?
2: Now they're taking the poor old Deacon. <laughs>
5: Deacon, that's what it is, $62.50. Why, it's the first time I've won in months and months.
3: Sister Clark, I must confess I'm rather embarrassed.
5: (laughs) I'd like to be embarrassed like this at least once a week.
3: But you see, I didn't know we were playing for
5: money. What else can you play for? Oh, I mustn't forget, here's your share of the winnings.
3: Oh, no, 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 I couldn't.
5: Oh, but you must. Well, you're the one who made us win. Even if you didn't play so well, you held such wonderful hands. Really, you've got to take your half or I wouldn't be able to sleep.
3: Well, of course, under those circumstances. (laughs) To save the heathens... Yes,
5: the heathens. Perhaps
3: I'll consider it as your contribution.
5: Uh, No, not mine. Mrs. Gregory's. Deacon, um, will you be with us long?
3: That's hard to judge, Sister Clark. Uh, Let's say as long as there are sinners to be taken in...
4: Uh, there you are, Mr. Dick. Haircut, shampoo, shave, and rubber the face.
3: That's $1.75. Thank you, brother. Thank you. By the way. Oh, is that a deck of cards on the shelf? Oh, I know, gamble. That's Joseph of fun. Of course. Uh, let me see. I owe you one, uh, 175 See, si. How would you like to make it three and a half? What's that you say? I mean cut the cards, double or nothing. Oh, you like to make it a gamble, huh? Not gambling, my friend. If you get the high card, I like you and pay you double to prove it. And if I get the high card, well, it's you that likes me.
4: (laughs) Sure, sure. You like me, I like you. (laughs) I caught him first. Ah, the king. I think maybe you like me very much, huh? Very
3: logical conclusion. And now I'll cut. There you are. Madre mio, the ace of speed. Those that are last shall be first. Thank you, brother. I'll be seeing you.
4: It's <laughs> a fine thing. I pull the king, he pull the ace. He's got the shave, <laughs> I get the air. Hi, Tony. Oh, Mr. Sheriff. Hey, how's every little thing? Uh, pretty good, Tony. I see you just gave the deacon a shave. <laughs> oh, no. I'm the one who gets the shave. We cut the car to double or nothing. How's that? Oh, but not for the gamble, you understand. You just want to prove for me how much I like. Well, I guess you know your customers, Tony. But I just had an official report. There's a card shop been operating in this part of the state. Oh, the dick, he's all right. How do you like the shave today? Once over life? Oh, you better make it kind of close. I've got a referee that big wrestling bout tonight. See hey, that's right, at the Bull Moran. What do you think She's on the level, huh? It better be, and if you'll just get started and give me my shave, that's exactly what I'm going to tell Bull Moran. I got a pair of fives, Bull. What do you got? Oh, just a nice high. Look, Slim, look, this ain't no way to spend the afternoon playing two-handed poker. Oh, yeah? Well, you got to wrestle tonight, and I ain't taking no chances in the meantime, see? All you got to do is sop up a few drinks and boom, no dough. Ah, uh, Come in. Excuse me, I hope I'm not intruding. Oh, not at all, Deacon. Come on in.
3: Brother Sullivan, I am soliciting contributions uh, for our missionary fund. I was hoping that... Oh, you're playing cards, I see. Yeah,
4: yeah, just to get Bull's mind off the match tonight. Uh, as a Deacon, I guess you wouldn't approve...
3: Well, as a therapeutic measure. Uh, matter of fact, I used to play a little poker myself. In my youth, of course.
4: Oh, like to try a hand now?
3: Oh, no, 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 no I couldn't.
4: Look, I'll tell you what. Anything we win, we'll give it back. Anything you win, you keep. Uh, make it our contribution, see?
3: That uh, really wouldn't be gambling, would it?
4: Oh, not on your life. Uh, deal deal 'em out, Bo. Yes,
3: yeah, sure, sure. But remember, gentlemen, I haven't played for so long. I... I do hope you won't be impatient with me. I believe I must. Uh, how do you say it, brother Slim? Uh, boop you again?
4: Yeah, that's right, and I boop you right back for a buck. Holy smoke! That's a lulu. That's the biggest pot today. I'll just call. I think. Uh, sorry, Dick. Uh, I've got three aces. Oh
3: dear! And I've only got two pairs.
4: Two pairs. That ain't two pairs. Oh, my goodness, I
3: didn't realize. Two pairs of tens, that makes four tens, doesn't it? Uh, well, uh, what do you know? I win, I
4: win. Uh, yeah, and that puts you way ahead. Hello? Who? The sheriff, Mr. Cunningham. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, send him up. Uh, sorry, Deacon, uh, we'll have to quit. Oh,
3: no, that's too bad. Uh, but you've made a splendid contribution, haven't you? Uh,
4: I'll say. Uh, oh, look, Deacon... Uh, we're having a, a big game tomorrow night, you know, back of Tony's barbershop. Why don't you drop in? Oh,
3: I couldn't. It wouldn't be right.
4: Why not? You might pick up some healthy, uh, uh, contributions. Oh, you know, that's a splendid idea. It's just possibly I might. <laughs> uh, uh, don't crack wise to the copper. Uh, come in. Hello, Sullivan. Oh, hello, Cunningham. Hello, Sheriff. Hello, Slim. I see you got the deacon here. Kind of strange company for you. Oh, he's just been making uh, some contributions. I beg pardon,
3: Brother Bull. You mean taking them? Yeah, uh, that, yeah. that's
4: right. Uh, I just donated plenty. Uh, what's on your mind, gentlemen?
6: Sullivan, I put up a lot of money for that match tonight. We just wanted to be sure that everything's all right.
4: Why, sure, Mr. Cunningham. Absolutely. I won't stand for any monkey business, Slim. Say, the way you guys talk, you think we... Uh, get that, will you, Bo? Sure. Hello? Yeah, he's here. Who? Yeah, just a minute. Well, you, Slim, it's from Chicago. Chicago? Hello? Yeah, yeah, speaking. What? Well, what happens to me? Sure, but ain't there somebody else? That's fine. Of all the lousy, stinking, double crossing. Hello? Hello? What's happened, Slim? What's happened? Uh, he hung up. Uh, sorry, Cunningham, there goes your wrestling match. What? Mazzoni's in the jug for assault and battery.
6: Well, can't you get a substitute? Well, you
4: heard me ask.
6: But, but the place is sold out. We can't give all that money back.
4: Okay, maybe you're a magician. Maybe you can keep that in without putting on any show. Not while well, I'm sure if you can. I'll run the lot of you clear into... Uh, 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 <clears throat> um, sorry, Deacon, I
3: forgot you was here. Uh, Sheriff, your restraint is commendable,
4: uh, but gentlemen,
3: if you will permit me to offer a word of encouragement—encouragement, encouragement? precisely, Mister Cunningham. All you need is an opponent for Brother Bull. Yes. For which I submit a time-honored formula. Well, uh, seek, brother, seek, and ye shall find. I hope. <laughs>
1: Lady Esther has presented Act One of Alias the Deacon, starring Noah Beery, Jr., Charles Winninger, and Martha O'Driscoll. In just a moment, we will hear the Lady Esther Screen Guild players in Act Two. But first, a word from our hostess, Lady Esther.
7: A few weeks ago, I started warning you about your choice of makeup, warning you of the dangers of caking your skin with a makeup mask. Since then, letters have poured in from all over the country. Here's one from a member of the Women's Army Corps. She says... When I entered the service, my skin was flawless. A friend suggested a new makeup. I tried it, and it looked fine at first. Then my skin became dry and dingy, even though it was cleansed with soap and cleansing cream. Flemishes appeared, so I went to the camp dermatologist. And he said, stop using that makeup. Well, that letter is typical, and so is the camp doctor's warning. Skin specialists are warning their patients. Stop caking your skin with a coating of mask-like makeup. It's dangerous. Clogging the pore openings tends to enlarge them, coarsen them, age the skin's appearance. Then may come dry, flaky-looking skin, and sometimes ugly, infected blemishes. Run your fingers over your face. Do you feel little bumps? All those dangers are so unnecessary. You can get a far more flattering effect. You can give a softer, more youthful finish to your skin safely. Millions of America's loveliest women know that Lady Esther Face Powder... Gives their skin the wonderfully smooth, flawless look they want without danger. Lady Esther face powder spreads on your skin like a delicate, flattering film. It hides those little lines and tiny freckles safely, and it clings four hours and more without repowdering. You'll know the first time you use it why more lovely women now use Lady Esther face powder than any other makeup in the world.
1: Seek, brother, seek and ye shall find. Yes, that's what the deacon had said. And being a man who liked action, especially in a wrestling bout, he took it on himself to t- seek a new opponent for Bull Moran. But he was up against a blank wall when he overheard a little scene in the
4: hotel lobby.
2: But you can't take this ring. It's my engagement ring. Johnny Adams gave it to me.
4: Yeah, and Johnny Adams owes 40 bucks on it. Pass due. Now, do you hand it over or I call the sheriff?
1: which gave the deacon a bright idea. A few quiet, suggestive words with Johnny, and the young fellow rushed into Mr. Cunningham's office. You mean you want to go into the ring against Bull Moran?
0: I used to wrestle at college, and I'm still in pretty good shape. Besides, I gotta have forty bucks.
6: Forty dollars? Why, that's ridiculous. Would
0: you take a shellacking for forty
6: bucks? Um. Well, I uh, have to have someone. Uh, I'll give you twenty-five.
0: But I've got to have forty. Forty or nothing. Oh
6: well. All right.
1: It's a deal. Yes.
6: Provided you last at least twenty minutes.
1: Johnny took a pretty bad mauling, of course, but he did last twenty minutes in the ring. Twenty minutes and five seconds, to be exact.
0: And afterward, in his dressing room... Mr. Cunningham, do I get my 40 bucks now? I should say not.
6: Moran wasn't trying. He could have pinned you anytime he wanted to.
0: You mean I don't get paid? Well,
6: I, uh, I didn't say that. Uh, I'll give you 25.
0: But it's $40 I need. I gotta have it. That's why I went in there and took what I did. You'll take 25 and like it. Oh, no, I won't. I won't like it at all. And maybe you won't like this either. No! No!
2: Yes? Is that you, Johnny? Oh, darling, you're late. I've been waiting here and wondering what... Oh, Johnny, your face! What happened to you?
0: I've been wrestling Bull Moran.
2: Bull Moran? What for?
0: Forty bucks. Oh.
2: oh, Johnny, you did it for me. For the ring.
0: Well, no, as it happens, I did it for nothing. For nothing? Cunningham wouldn't pay off. But I paid him off all right. I smacked him when he won't forget. He went out like a light.
4: Oh, Johnny.
0: Oh, Gee, honey, I'm sorry, but oh, when he tried to double-cross me like okay, that... Okay,
4: Adams, you better come along. You
0: you mean me, Sheriff? Yeah, kid. You're under arrest. Oh, Cunningham, huh? Is he bad off? I guess. You hit him where it hurt the most.
4: Oh,
2: Johnny!
0: Gee, Sheriff, I didn't mean to hurt him bad. When he held out on my dough, I just lost my head. Yeah, but you didn't have to take his wallet, son. His wallet?
2: Johnny!
4: Time to go, kid. Don't make no fuss.
2: Didn't do it, Deacon. I know Johnny wouldn't do a thing like that.
3: Of course he wouldn't, my dear. Now all we have to do is prove it.
2: Do you think you can?
3: Well, I have some intuitions along those lines. I shall prove them at the barber shop.
2: The barber shop?
3: Yes. I'm going over now. I'll keep my eyes open. I promise you.
2: But it's after dinner. The barbershop's closed.
3: Not tonight, my dear. I believe there are several important citizens are waiting to be uh, trimmed. <laughs>
4: And okay, everybody. Auntie. All right. uh, hey, Deacon. Yeah, uh, how's that? Auntie. Oh, yes, yes, yes.
3: Sir. You must pardon Brother Slim. <laughs> I fear I've grown a bit rusty on the finer technique of the game. <laughs> That's all right, Deacon. It'll all come back to you. Oh, well, I trust so, Brother Cunningham. I trust so.
4: Well, here we go. Excuse me. Uh, wouldn't it be more brotherly to cut for the deal? Oh, sure, sure. I'm just getting a little absent-minded. Okay, everybody take a card. Very right, very uh, well. Uh, now, uh, who, who, who's high? Oh,
3: I, I do believe I have uh, picked an ace. <laughs> Beginner's luck, Deacon. Go ahead and deal. If I remember the value of the cards correctly, I feel I'm obliged to raise you ten
6: dollars.
4: Oh, not a little slim. I've had enough. Well, I
6: haven't. I think I'll <laughs> just,
4: uh, <laughs> and, uh, Yes, I'll drop out, too. Why, then, I win, don't I? Yeah, again.
3: How nice. I think I have what is commonly known as a flush. This is a flush, isn't it?
6: Flush, nothing. One of those hearts is a diamond. Oh, dear, how very careless of me. I could have sworn. Oh, that... and I tossed two high pairs away.
3: Uh, yeah. Yes, Brother Cunningham, think what this does for the missionary fund. Why, this pot alone will spread the light another hundred miles up the
6: Congo. Congo, schmongo, go ahead and deal. <laughs>
3: I find that this time, uh, this uh, pastime requires sublime
6: faith, brothers.
3: I I put my faith in drawing a certain card, and, well, I'll venture ten dollars.
6: And I'll just raise that a hundred and fifty.
3: A hundred and... Oh,
6: Brother Cunningham, isn't that rather large for a friendly game? Uh, Maybe he ain't feeling so friendly. Come on, come on, Deacon, call, raise, or quit.
3: Well, in justice to the benighted heathen. I feel constrained to quit. It's all yours.
6: Sure, sure, you've got faith. But not that much, huh? All right,
3: all right. Oh, I assure you, brothers, I assure you, it is with the greatest friendliness. But it seems my faith has returned to me. $300 worth. 300. <laughs> Will anyone
4: call? Uh, not me, I'm just about clean.
6: Yes, I'll call you, Deacon, but I'll have to write you
3: a check. Brother Cunningham... I've always had a superstition about accepting checks.
6: Nobody ever questions my checks. I'm sorry. I'd like to accommodate you. All right. All right. I've got some negotiable paper here. (laughs) Lucky it wasn't in my wallet last night. A note with excellent collateral.
3: Fortunately. Will that do, Deacon? (laughs)
6: Yes. (laughs)
3: Fortunately, my superstition does not extend to negotiable paper.
6: All right. I've got a straight. I'm sorry. I have a flush.
0: Uh,
3: And this time, I'm quite certain they're all hearts.
5: Deacon, I'm so glad you're back. Phyllis said you were trailing the guilty person. Is there any hope?
3: Be of good cheer, Sister Clark. Be of good cheer.
2: Did you find him, Deacon?
3: I believe so, my dear. Did you phone the sheriff to be here?
2: Yes, he's over there in the lobby, talking to Mr. Sullivan.
3: Excellent, excellent. Come along, my friends. I believe we're about to have a meeting. Personally, I
4: don't think the kid did it, which means I have to find out who did. And I'm going to find out if I have to turn this upside down, this town. I
3: I think I can save you that trouble, Sheriff.
4: Ah, hey, look. The deacon's in again.
3: Brother Sullivan, I am returning the contribution you so generously made this evening. Huh? Hold on, deacon. Where'd you get all that dough? From Brother Slim Sullivan, of course. But since it's our rule not to accept stolen uh, money... Now, don't try
4: to pin that Cunningham job on me.
3: Sheriff, you'll notice I mentioned no names, but Brother Slim did. Say, that's right. And if you'll examine those bills, you'll find that the serial numbers tally exactly with the ones that Brother Cunningham drew from the bank yesterday.
2: oh no, you don't.
4: Now, listen, you can't get Slow away... Slow down, Slim. You'll check those serial numbers in the morning, but you better be my guest tonight.
2: And you'll let Johnny out?
4: I wouldn't be surprised. Deacon, you'll be around, won't you? Well, uh, I hardly think so, Sheriff. My work calls me on. Yeah, but thanks for the tip. Come on, Slim, we're going to bed you down in a nice soft cell.
2: Oh, Deacon, Deacon, I just don't know how to thank you. He's letting Johnny go.
3: Yes, my dear, and of course you'll want to be wearing this when he returns.
2: My ring? Where did you get it?
3: From the jewelry fellow. He had an unwarranted faith in the sovereign power of kings. Three of them. Oh, and Sister Clark. Uh, Yes, Deacon? Inasmuch as I must be on my way and obviously cannot engage in the hotel business, I have a little something here for you.
5: What? It's my note. The one I gave to Mr. Cunningham. Where in the world did Brother
3: Cunningham overplayed his hand.
5: Oh, really, Deacon, I don't know what to say. Everything's turned wonderful since you came to us. If only you didn't have to go away.
3: I'm afraid I must. There are sinners waiting everywhere. (laughs) Waiting and waiting to be taken in. But I shall always remember you, Sister Clark. And if I may say just one little word...
5: Yes, Deacon, of course.
3: A dummy should never cough when Declare seems about to play the wrong card.
1: Thank you, Charles Winninger, Martha O'Driscoll, and Noah Beery Jr. for a delightful and amusing performance.
2: Well, Mister Bradley, we've had a lot of fun too. And here's something you can just write down in your book. We're all of us proud to appear with the Lady Esther Screen Guild Players because the Motion Picture Relief Fund is doing such magnificent job at its country house and clinic, and that work is supported largely by these radio shows. Charlie Wininger will be back in a moment, but first a word from one of America's foremost beauty authorities, Lady
7: Esther. Thank you, Miss O'Driscoll. Ladies, I'd like to pass on to you a piece of beauty advice girls have had to pay many dollars to hear. Leading skin specialists have told me the first warning they give girls with skin trouble is stop caking your skin with makeup. Stop plastering living tissue with a makeup mask. That's just inviting flaky dryness, coarse and large pore openings, bumps and ugly blemishes. I hope you are not innocently risking your delicate skin by caking it with makeup. I hope you've discovered what millions of other women know, that you can give your skin a far more flattering effect, a smoother, more lasting finish safely. All you need is Lady Esther Baby Texture Face Powder. You see, Lady Esther Face Powder is not like other face powders. Lady Esther doesn't dust on and fly away powdery particles. It's so soft and fine that it clings to your skin like a smooth, translucent film, hiding tiny freckles and blemishes safely. That's why it's so flattering, why it clings for four hours and more without repowdering. Yes, and that's why women say Lady Esther face powder is the most beautifying makeup in the world. I sincerely hope you'll try it for yourself tomorrow, and see in your own mirror how enchantingly young, how fresh and lovely your skin can look. <laughs>
1: And now, here again is Charles Winninger. Friends, our Merchant marines today making desperate efforts
3: to keep up with the demands for material and supplies made by our armies in both major theaters. But the Merchant Marine is handicapped by a terrific shortage of manpower, and they need every available seaman, engineer, oiler, radio telegrapher, or specialist. There is no specified length of service. You re-register after each voyage. The pay is good... And promotions uh, promotions are quick. You will receive standby pay the minute you register, and you will be assigned to a ship almost immediately. Wire collect to Merchant Marine, Washington, D.C., or apply at any United States Employment Services. Do it now, please.
6: <laughs>
1: Next week, the Lady Esther Screen Guild players will present The Nervous Wreck. It will star Edward Everett Horton and Mary Esther. Be sure to listen. Charles Winninger appeared through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox. Producers of Daryl F. Zanuck's Technicolor production, Wilson. Martha O'Driscoll and Noah Beery, Jr. appeared through the courtesy of Universal Pictures, producers of the forthcoming Abbott and Costello comedy, In Society. Music on tonight's program was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. To try Lady Esther for-purpose face cream, just get the smallest size jar. Later, you can get the economical large jar and keep refilling the small one for convenience. This is Truman Bradley speaking for Lady Esther saying thank you, and good night everyone. This is CBS with Columbia Broadcasting System.